If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today on Soundtrack Alley Spotlight, I'll be highlighting the hunt for Red October from 1991. I'll discuss the cast just a bit, and I'll cover a lot on the score by Basil Polidorus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show, because it starts now. Hello, I am Randy Andrews, your host. I'm glad you could join me today on this episode for one of my favorite films from 1991. That movie is The Hunt for Red October, directed by John McTiernan. He's known for films like Die Hard, The Last Action Hero, and even Predator. So this film has some serious credit. Here's the plot in case you don't know. Based on the popular Tom Clancy novel, this suspense movie tracks Soviet submarine Captain Marco Ramius, who's played by Sean Connery, as he abandons his orders and heads for the east coast of the United States. Equipped with innovative stealth technology, Ramius's submarine, the Red October, is virtually invisible. However, when an American sub briefly detects the Russians' presence, CIA agent Jack Ryan who's played by Alec Baldwin, sets up to determine if Ramus' motives are pure, fearing he may launch an attack on the U.S. Let's get some background on the soundtrack. The cast of the film begged early questions, especially with Sean Connery, Sam Nell, and Tim Curry in primary Soviet roles. But if you look past their sometimes waning control over their accents, the supporting players put the sequel ensembles to shame. A thrilling story and outstanding art direction are joined by an undeniably masterful job of sound production for the film. It won the Oscar for sound effects editing and was nominated for best sound and film editing. The oral soundscape of the film is well beyond its time for a 1990 production and part of the success of The Hunt for Red October's appeal to the ears is owed to the composer Basil Paladoris, who won the BMI Film Music Award for his score for the picture. The assignment was a dream come true for Paladoris, whose capability to score 
raw action films and the threat of devastating Soviet attacks on America was only eclipsed by his love of the sea. It's no coincidence that many of Palladoris' most cherished scores exist for films that involve the ocean. His knowledge of sailing and desire to be oceanside have figured into some of his most creative film scores, and Red October rivals the lesser-known sailing-inspired Wind as the pinnacle of these high-sea inspirations. Several unique challenges were posed by Palladoris when tackling the hunt for Red October, ranging the prestige of the Russian military to the techno-thriller elements begging for synthetic treatment. Add to this equation a director obsessed with the composer's prior music, which had been tracked into early edits of the film, and the dwindling music budget as the film's overall production costs ballooned. And there was ultimately procedural discontent expressed by the composer that led some, in part, to his eventual abandonment of the industry. His score ultimately balanced an ethnically appropriate chorus to provide the Russian hymns with a full orchestra and Palladoris expected range of trademark electronics. Among these elements, the orchestra seems to simply be along for the ride, with the chorus and primarily the synthetic elements navigating the score's sound. The most remarkable aspect of Palladoris' efforts for Red October is the fact that he intentionally blurs the lines so effectively between a standalone melodramatic score and the kind of source music that a film like this requires. Not only does hymnal material receive a source-like performance in the context of the film's story, but Palladoris' array of synthetic sounds developed over the course of the 1980s merges with the sound effects so well that it's difficult to distinguish between the music and the effects of the film. The most memorable music from Red October for the majority of listeners will be the choir sequences and the title hymn in particular. While speculation has raged for years that Palladoris used a Russian national anthem or a traditional Red Army hymn as a basis, it's to be determined. The director originally insisted upon the use of a traditional folk song as the inspiration of the film, but Palladoris eventually convinced him that originality, along with the better ability to integrate the theme into the reminder of the score was a superior plan. So much to uh, the effect of the score, many of the music is very uh, individual. Um, outside the main hymn, the remaining thematic material in The Hunt for Red October exists in mostly simple motifs of harmoniously elegant chord progressions. One of the better developed motifs exists in the form of the gracework choir movement for the title submarine itself, and repeatedly during underwater shots of the ship's movements. Now the crescendo heard in Course 250 is a teaser for the ballet-like sways of Red Route 1, which we'll play later on in the show, during which the ease with which the massive sub navigates treacherous depths is given an almost effortless poise and flow. While the choir 
majesty of the Course 250 on Red Route 1, as well as the curious variant of the hymn for a more pensive choir in Ancestral Aid, have the most dramatic impact on the film's visual beauty. As in many of the composer's works, rhythm is a key to Red October, and it launches cues like Nuclear Scam and Kaboom with unabashed vigor and attitude, which Palidorus does brilliantly. The early cue that isn't included, well, it's in the score, it's called Putin's Demise, but it's woven into some of the other cues. The music that I use is actually just from the commercial release of the film for the score. Uh, It reminds us of methodical rhythmic incorporation of the upper ranges of these keyboard effects. While brilliantly paced evacuation sequence in Nuclear Scam shifts this application to a lengthy near solo portion in the lower ranges of the same effect. Many of Palladorus's other effects utilize sounds manipulated for underwater imitation or pressurized air release, for instance, the most obvious sound effect used by Palladorus in Red October is the echoing synth orchestra hit that bounces between the left and right front speakers, dissipating like an underwater signal bouncing through the ship and mirroring the ping-like variant used as the sound effect in the film, which is really cool. In the effect of some of these action sequences, It gives us a more traditional set of synthetic aids, uh, including the drum pads in Chopper and even Kaboom. The latter track is evidence that Polydorus was forced to abandon the orchestra in the later action sequences due to disappearing recording funds for the final battle involving the Red October and two other submarines. Even though that's the fact, He does a brilliant job bringing out those cues in an amazing and effective way with the synthetic choral substitute. There's legitimate reason for dismay. However, he worked with what he had. He was able to use some low-range rhythmic pulsing in the recording, and many may have thought that it cheapened the embellished drum pads, Uh, and even lingering elements of the minor dissatisfaction involving the score didn't stop there. But some of the work was removed from the film, and you can find that on an expanded score that was released. Uh, But the dual-purpose scene depicting the discussion between Sean Connery and Sam Nell about their personal lives, interspersing shots of submarine navigation, replaced Palladorus' original cue, which was called Two Wives, which is on the score, with one from the composer's No Man's Land, a McTiernan favorite. Now, even the end credits features music consisted of the highly rearranged version of Nuclear Scam and the budget for Palladorus' more unique New World cue for that conclusion is also not available. The 30-minute album really is nothing short of a disgrace, but they worked with what they got. And Palladorus really, he had to work so hard to get this recording correct. And if you ever find the um, uh, 
expanded edition, it has some cleanup uh, for the muffled, so to speak, sound for the score, but I'm sure when I play these cues, you will not really notice it. The score, yes, it does sound muffled when you're listening to it on its own sometimes, but if you're listening to it on headphones, you really don't notice it. And that's the appreciation we can really draw from this. Because for many Polydorus enthusiasts, having the muted mix of the score, uh, it doesn't defer against the success of the film and the uh, elaborateness of the score. Um, Really, I appreciate the score for what it is and how it is, and the film really highlights some of the main pieces of music that are used in the film. So I want to share some excellent cues today. The first two cues I'd like to share are from Him to the Red October and Nuclear Scam. I'd really like how these cues not only set up the film, but also really see our characters, to see who they are. And it also provides the heightened tension uh, that took place during the 1980s with the Cold War. I hope you enjoy these. Yeah. 
Yeah.
Next, I'd like to cover two other cues. The cues I've been playing are from the commercial release, and they're not on the expanded score, but as I've discussed on the show today. I just wanted to give that disclaimer to people. The cues I've chosen now are Putin's Demise and Chopper. These really show Palodorus' strength in getting the characters and the action right on target. I hope you can appreciate them as much as I have.
Sadly, we've come down to another end of Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. I'd like to thank Alexander Shebel for composing Soundtrack Alley's theme music. You can find his work at xanderscores.com. Lastly today, I'll play just three ending cues from the album. Red Route 1, Plane Crash, and Kaboom. Kaboom has been covered extensively, and I'd like to point out that Red Route 1 is extremely intense in moments, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Plane Crash has a simple tension that builds and builds, and Polydorus pulls out all the stops with Kaboom. So, I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. You can find me through SoundtrackAlley.com, email me at SoundtrackAlley at gmail.com, find me through Anchor.fm, Soundtrack Alley Spotlight, and you'll find me through Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Breaker, Radio Public, and Apple Podcasts. So I want you to enjoy these cues, and until next time, happy listening. <laughs>